Blog Talk Radio. Edition of Pajama Party, one year old's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Um, Swag, darling. Como, 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 tally boo. Mm-hmm. What's going on, folks? Oh. Nothing much. Everything, you know? everything. But I'm Nothing doing good. Nothing much and everything? <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Nothing and everything. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. What's going on, Papa Didi? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Just, you know, end of the week, middle of the month, quarter of the month, not middle yet, but, you know, it's all good. We just got here. What you mean, quarter? What's today? It's the ninth, tenth, Uh 30 days in June, Mars, one third. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's close enough. All right. You good, Kevin? Everything good? I can't complain. God is good. Yeah, all the time. Yes, he is. So, all right. So, For sure. what y'all think about? I, I just wanted to ask a question. What y'all think okay. about this whole situation with the air quality going crazy because of that fire in Canada? Jacking up the air yes. down the west, uh, down the east coast. They say who, who set the fire? Was I mean somebody set it, or what, what's going on? I mean, about now this is a yearly thing that goes on with them. Oh, I thought what? it happened naturally. Yeah, this this goes on. It just happened to blow our way this time. But they oh, see every okay. year it burn burned over there. Oh, oh so it's on. a deliberate thing. No, it just. This happens, you know, I guess based on dryness and... Oh, okay. So you're saying it's just a naturally occurring thing that usually happens around this time. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. But this time Mm -hmm. has been a lot of... uh, Blowback. Because that was crazy. I mean, stuff was looking like it was... We were in the apocalypse or something. And further upstate, like around New, New Jersey, New York... Pennsylvania, you know, going all up that area, the sky was like a thick, hazy orange in the evening. You couldn't even hardly see, like, New York skyline. You couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. The air was so thick. It, it was crazy. Well, uh, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. We're surviving, so that's a, that's a you know, good thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk about well, it, so that's good. I just want to admonish people that are in the path of it. Put your mask on when you go out. Because even though it's, you can you can see it somewhat now, at least in our area on the East Coast, 
around the, the district, Maryland, Virginia. But that stuff is in the air. And they said those little particles, they'll get in your eyes, get in your throat. It's oh, important wow. to protect yourself. So yeah. wear your mask when you go out until all of this stuff really, really clears up. That's my public yeah. service announcement. Yeah, it's hovering around the DMV okay. now, but uh, Jersey and New York and Jersey and, and uh, Pennsylvania, they're kind of clearing up a little bit up there. I was up there earlier today. And when I got down here, down down to the Mid Atlantic, it's uh, you guys are getting it, you know, a little little burning down here a little bit, but it's kind of clearing up up north. Mm-hmm. Only because up in this area, there's a lot more pollen and trees and everything, and so it's lurking in the air pretty bad. Your eyes burn and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, it was definitely affecting my eyes. Up north is concrete jungle. <laughs> concrete jungle, what we are made of. Okay. Where did I hear that from? Anyway. All right. All right. Was so that our... What's your lead topic for tonight? Now, that was my public service announcement to wear your mask. Okay. Until this stuff goes away. So, I'm going to kick it back to you, Papa Didi. The lead Twitter. topic is, why do you think... Trump always gets some much hoopla when something happens to him. Instead of him being like on his guard like anybody else who gets in trouble, why does it turn into the same old thing that he does? Collect money from people, taking different donations from his camp. They're sending money to his cause, you know. He's oh, still collecting money? Yeah, they just said he started another fund, his uh, his defense fund. Oh, my gosh. So what do you think is going to happen to him in this so-called indictment thing? And know that the uh, for answer that the judge is covering the case is the judge that he appointed. So here we go. You mean what? Wait a minute. The judge or one of the judges? one the judge the the judge is on that on his case oh, is a federal appointed judge by him. I swear. So I'm done. What do you think? I'm so done. Okay. You think this is just a big waste of time? I do. I think it's a yeah. waste of time, waste of money. Go ahead, Kev. You go ahead. What you think? No, I, I, I mean, I, I do, too. It's just, I use a lot of hoopla, and uh, he gets a lot of press. And um, you know what? I hate to say it, but I think this is going to help his campaign. Because he's going he's gonna to be the old we, you know, old me again. You know, they're coming after me, yada, yada, yada. Um, it's the same old stuff with him, but he, he, he's gonna get away with murder, so to speak. From the words, it's just sad. That's a daggone shame. Yeah. I, you know, I think you're right, Kettle, and he's already proven that with launching a whole nother money raising campaign, and people are throwing money at it. And for the life of me, I don't understand. How a so-called, what does he call himself, millionaire, billionaire, whichever one he calls himself, a, a something in air, how is it you can continue to solicit money if you call yourself Mr. Moneybags? Why are people who don't have anywhere near the amount of money that you claim to have, how is it people keep sending money to this man? I, I just, for the life of me, I don't get it. 
I, I need to reach out to these folks and say, if y'all just happy and giving up money, send it to me. Send it to apajamaparty.com. We will gladly take your donations. At least we're putting the truth out there. <laughs> Is Trump still running around telling people that he's completely innocent? And that, as usual, this is just a witch hunt, et cetera, et cetera. Witch hunt. I I just don't I I don't get it, Kettle. I don't know. Witch hunt. Is, is, yeah. Like I said, I think it's just boosting him up as far as you know his campaign, him becoming president. And if people are donating to him, I mean, <laughs> sky's the limit, you know. <laughs> It's just crazy, like you said. It's just what people like, you know. Everybody don't like it, but it's a lot of people that do. Um, like we said before, when, when he be talking his jibber jabber, we don't understand it, but other people do understand it. The other people are supporting him. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's saying what they want want to hear, you know. Yeah, I do believe uh, some of that stuff is just code, and they respond to it. Oh, Oh, for sure. You know, some of his hardcore followers are putting putting statements out on various social media platforms talking about it's time for us to rise up. If it takes violence, they're willing to do it. Eye for an eye, all this kind of stuff. Um the, the they're saying stuff like the Democrats are just trying to um, wait a minute. How did they say that the Democrats? Oh, the Democrats are trying to stir up a civil war, and we should just give it to them. You know, it's people out there that feel that way, and they're putting those posts out there, and it's for me, it's concerning because these are the same type of people who had the mentality to go up there and bum-rush the Capitol, you know, back on January 6th. So we've seen what happens when enough of these like-minded people that get on that same wavelength get together and decide, let's do it. And I don't think this country could could stand a full-blown civil war. I, I just don't see it. Well, you're right. It's just crazy. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just, yeah. I'm trying to tell you, if if, if Trump make president again, I have to move to Canada. I'm just uh, crazy stuff. Let's just pack it up and move on. I don't know if there's a civil war, who be? If there's a civil, excuse me. Mm-hmm. If it's a civil war, who be fighting who? I don't know. <laughs> they keep talking all this Democrat Republican stuff. And I'm like, well, how is anybody going to know who's on whose side? What are we going to do, wear colors? <laughs> how else are you going to know? You can't just assume all black people are Democrats because they're not. Are the white folks going to join the black Yeah, and all white people are not Republicans. So, you know, this whole talk of civil war is just stupid talk in my opinion. But I still find it frightening that you've got enough people out here talking that stuff that they're ready to, you know, get their guns and, and go after folks. Uh, there was another person who posted something about the um, 
not the prosecutor, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Merrick. What's mm-hmm. his role? Merrick. He's the Merrick. Department of Justice, uh, whatever, from the Department of Justice. The DOJ, yeah. Yeah. Somebody posted that Merrick. Attorney General. Attorney General, thank you. That Merrick's children are not, like, considered protected. I'm like, so what, you going to threaten his children? I mean, come on, y'all. Come on. But protected from what? I don't understand. What well, what mean. they were trying to say is that we'll go after marriage children. Who's the they? These people who post all that stuff. Oh, you keep people saying. put those statements right, well, out. No, you when know you, they don't put their names. They don't put their names. But when you say that they and that these people, those are people that are obviously hiding behind the Internet. Yes, these okay. are Trump supporters right. who put statements out on no. different... I said on social media platforms. Okay, well. No, we don't know exactly who they are. Well, first of all, if you're going to be tough, the first thing you got to do is show you got balls. So hiding behind the Internet shows that you you are hiding your balls, first of all. So we have to look at the big picture. Sure, they may be crazy as hell. But if you're afraid to reveal yourself from the very beginning... When are you going to become, you know, the badass that you're proclaiming to be? But my point is that that's the kind of talk that led to the January 6th insurrection. Yeah, well, that was a collective, you know. There you go. That's the word, collective. But but all the people that done that. It's not like it's just one or two. There's a lot of people All the people that was involved in that, they got arrested and got records now and all. You know what I mean, Jokers? Wish they could take that stuff back? Probably all of them. Once Once you get in the system... I'm just saying. You're going to wish you wasn't in this. All right. Let, let's go to the phone line see what the callers have to say. Hello, caller. Welcome to a pajama party show. What, go right ahead with your comment. Hey, 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 hey. This is Papa Baby Jr. back in the saddle. Uh-oh. Hey there. What's happening? Well, hello. <laughs> well, first of all, let me just say hello to all three of you all. And this is just a suggestion because I've been listening. Um, don't even give it conversation. That's the problem. Stop talking about it because that's what they want. That's what he wants. That's what they want. Don't even give it a conversation. There's too many other things out here to talk about. Waste mm-hmm. my time okay. on a segment of, at all. That's all I got to say for right now. So let's okay. keep it moving. Uh, All right, Mr. Director. I'm loving the comment, baby. That's the director. He said, all right, keep it. All right. All right, Bob. Let's move. We'll put you back on hold, and we're going to keep it moving. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for the call. All right, Carol, you ready for the rundown? The rundown. Yes. Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, What you got for this week? We're going to get into it in focus. The twice impeached 45 now faces his second criminal indictment. Also, neighbors say Florida woman who shot black mom was a Karen. And black leaders applaud Supreme Court ruling in voting right case. Also, our cocktail of the week. I got a good one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Uh, our weird news, of course, is to lighten it up. Louisiana pooch set Guinness's uh, world record for largest tongue, okay, and also troll apartment in the middle of L.A. Bridge listed for $250,000, and 
and officers round up hundreds of pigs from Florida Animal Sanctuary. I'm just saying with red wine, cooning for coins. Also living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we're coming back with In Focus. Hi, this is Papa Didi. If you haven't heard of the pajama party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me, weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city again with me, the Hollywood wrap up the kettle, the cocktail of the week, the world's family kiss it list, and of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306 or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. All right, welcome back to the John Party. My was Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time to go in focus and Papa Didi. Oh, y'all going to start me off, huh? Yes. All right, here we go. <laughs> now. All right. Now, the, the right, okay. twice, now dig this here, the twice impeached Trump now faces his second criminal indictment. Now, like 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 the last caller said, you know, it's, it's talk and speculation because I don't see this thing going anywhere. You know what I mean? It seemed like... When you carry around a base of 70 million people, you know, and 50 million being crazy as hell, everybody's scared of them. So anyway, the story reads that uh, Donald Trump, who was, who who has often lied, unquestionably told the truth when he said that Thursday was a dark day for America. For America now. The fact that he got indicted, it's a dark day for us. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the ex-president's social media post correctly described the uh, magnitude of his indictment over the alleged uh, mishandling of uh, classified documents, though completely ignoring any personal, uh, you know, culpability that he has in this case, mm-hmm. saying that uh, it's a trick bag, it's a, it's a host, it's a witch hunt, you know, right. why didn't, uh, some of the things he said was why didn't Hillary Clinton get indicted for all her emails and the, the different, the, the downing of the, uh, when she was over there in uh, whatever country that was, when the, the embassy was destroyed and things like that. Oh, People yeah. were killed. He brought all that up. Brought all that up. Just like an old relationship, you know, when your ex catches you up in some shit. Everybody has always got to bring up the past and shit instead mm-hmm. of dealing with what's happening right in front of their face. You know, somebody forgives you for fucking around on them, but as soon as they get caught, well, you fucked around on me. But damn, I thought we settled that shit. What the <laughs> fuck? Where'd that come from? Anyway. All right, the first ever indictment of a former president by the uh, federal grand jury thrust the country into an unpredictable and uh, preemptuous uh, moment in its history at the time when we're already uh, impaled in a strange situation over politics between Democrats and Republicans, as you said, uh, Red Wine, with them won the Civil War. Mm-hmm. All right, immediate claims by Republicans led by House Speaker Kevin uh, McCarthy, your boy, that the uh, indictment is an event to uh, blaze and weaponize the power of Biden 
so we can ease through the elections coming up in uh, November 24. He said he figures if he pokes holes in Donald Trump, then Donald Trump won't stand a chance because they'll try to cripple him prior to the election. Now, it's just amazing how everybody has their own views on why things are done instead of saying the man committed a damn crime. Exactly. Which is a, which is an atrocity to all the people that are in jail now that have committed a crime, or people in jail that have been falsely accused. Okay, you got people in jail now that are serving time for a marijuana charge in the very same state where marijuana is now legal. So how that person in jail feel about that? Especially if you're in jail in Colorado, because you know they they are in full bloom. It shouldn't be anybody in jail in Colorado for no reason. Right. So anyway. But anyway. But make a long story short on this whole situation, um, he's due to go to uh, his little arraignment three o'clock this coming Tuesday, which is the 13th, I believe, of June, and it's going to be in Miami, Florida. They wanted to keep it in Florida, keep him from traveling to New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. They kept it in state to make convenient on him and what have you. So we'll see what happens in Florida because I don't think Florida, I don't think Miami plays that stuff with all the MAGA people coming down there because <laughs> I got news for you, okay, them, them people down there. You know, and right now, just to put something on the whole the Florida thing, right now we have the NBA Finals with the Miami Heat in it, and we also have the Miami, uh, the other hockey team that's in the finals. Oh. Okay. Okay. So we have two teams now. Are they playing out of Miami? Miami? Well, they'll probably be playing Tuesday. Oh, like okay. they're playing tonight. So, but what I'm saying is that Miami got other stuff going on. So I don't think you're gonna see a bunch of mega people forming up there like they do anywhere else because Miami got their own little thing going on. You know, you know the, the diehard sound machine, the true disciples. No, they'll be out there. So. It will. I uh, trust so. me. There will be some of them out there. Yeah. I'm not saying thousands. But there will be some of them out there with the banners and the flags and all of that. Yeah, thing. whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. We don't want to speak on that too tough. And we'll just see what happens. So that's if you got any questions or comments, give us a call, 914-803-4306. 4306. If you're on the line already, press 1. And uh, give us your comments on your boy, 45. Okay. See what's up. But the one thing we have to do that the trial has to be done and over with before he becomes president. Because if he becomes president, this is all going to go away. Yeah. Because you can't like a indict sitting a sitting president. Exactly. So that case has got to go and on. That would he's already thinking he's that. been dragging it out. He's going to drag it out till the end of time. But just know that you can't indict a sitting president, so he's going to drag it. But the good note on this, one more thing, Trump can only do one more term if he does get back in. Because you're going to do eight years, whether it's broke up or consecutive. And if he comes back in, he can only do four yeah. years. Thank God for that. Boom. All righty. All right. In other news, Mm. uh, let's see. Oh, we still have some news coming out of Florida. Over to you, Kettle. What else is going on in Florida? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, this is interesting. I've never seen the story. Um, There's just so much going on in the news. Um, We have official Karen in Florida. They did say a Florida woman who shot a black mom was truly a Karen. This white woman was arrested and charged in the fatal shooting of a black woman allegedly um, has a history of erratic behavior toward children. Uh, the shooting happened moments after the woman was accused of yelling at two children and throwing items at them. 
Her name is, uh, of course, she's going to be on the kisser list, Susan um, Lorenz. Lorenx was arrested in the shooting and killing of a GK or AJ Owens, mother of four, um, in uh, Alcala, uh, Florida, last weekend. So authorities say that Owens approached um, uh, Susan's door after her children told her the woman yelled racial slurs at them and threw things at her, at them, injuring them. Um, however, when Owens approached the woman's home, um, Susan fired a fatal bullet from behind her front door. So she probably saw the window, and she knew who it was. So she's like, I guess I'm not opening the door. Um, other neighbors who lived there 12, 15 years, they said that um, she's always been a problem in the neighborhood with the kids and um, you know, just saying different racial slurs and things. Um, so this is crazy. I just, I'm like, enough is enough. Come on, y'all. But why hasn't this woman, why haven't anybody done anything to her? Or, I don't know, some mental issues or um, arrested on some other charges before this? I mean, why did it come to this? I'm, I'm just baffled. It's just crazy. So she left this woman. She has four children. They have no mother now. Yeah. I think, who is it, the grandmother now, I think, that's going to take take the children and all? Yeah. But I was just going to say to Kettle, I don't think this woman has any mental issues. She's just yeah. a racist, hardcore racist. And the way, yeah. I mean, anytime you see children and you're calling children the N-word, and saying, you know, derogatory things, throwing stuff at the kids as they outside playing, just trying to live their life. If, if she got a lot of, like, I'm not even going to give her the benefit of saying it was it was a mental thing. That's just hatred mm-hmm. and racism. And I hope they throw mm-hmm. her behind under the jail. Because the way she mm-hmm. shot that sister straight through the door, yeah. I mean, didn't we just have a case where that old eighty-some-year-old man 84. shot that young man through the door? Mm-hmm. Talking about mm-hmm. you scared, and this woman yeah. claims she was standing her ground. You were in your house behind a door. So what was the that's threat? Crazy. And that's what's going to happen. She's going to get away, uh, probably lesser charge because that's what goes on in Florida, standing the ground. So the more it's like saying we don't want y'all here. <laughs> so. You know, I don't want to be think out they there. need I to repeal that thing. I personally yeah. feel like stand your ground needs to be repealed. Because too many but, people um, from Trayvon on down the line have been killed right. under the umbrella of stand your ground. But you, you have a good point. But nobody's standing up and saying anything against it. I haven't heard anything, anybody talking against it. You know, try to repeal it like anybody, you know. So, where do we go? That's because stand your ground is only used by one side of the race card there. It's only white folks using it. You know, we don't think about that because we just live in our life, and they're the ones with the guns. So once they pull the trigger, that's their excuse and alibi is to come up with that particular escape situation and we're always on the other right. side of the bullet 
or or the beating or whatever, you know. Because well, it's not on our mind. Saying something now. Why? Why don't we start protesting now, talking about it now? Well, I think, too, in my opinion, you know, being a northern person, which is one of the reasons I'll never put my big toe on the other side of D.C., I'm just, I just, I'm just not built for the South, is mm-hmm. just that down South, it just seems that they said that this has been going on for years, and, and that, up North, that kind of stuff gets amplified, you know? It seems like down south things just just my opinion, you know, people that may live down south mm-hmm. and know about the south have a better better yeah. view of it. But me being a, a straight West Philly brother, you know, up north, that shit can amplify it and, and we I never lived around neighbors that had that kind of mentality like that or the mentality got to the point where people were just completely crazy. But down there, down south, it ain't gotta be Florida, it'd be North Carolina, South Carolina you know, white folks in the South always felt like blacks was always inferior to them, no matter how poor they were. Because when the lady went to her, her little arraignment the other day, the judge asked her, are you employed? She said, no, not in the last two weeks. I lost my job. and that. So she was just poor white trash. You know what I mean? She was straight poor white trash. And when people, when she confronted things, she had her own depression. There's no nobody around. No, I won't say man. Who knows what her particular sexual preference is? But there was nobody around as far as her a mate or some type of a companionship or nobody. So she was in the house by herself with herself. So that you don't ever know her damn depression level. And black folks was just an irritable, irritant to her. And then she used the children to just criticize because she had no children of her own. So this woman was just a ticking time bomb. And the one thing you got to understand about life is once you pull that trigger, you're accountable as hell. Yeah. You can sit there and, and wipe that, that gun clean all you want and play with it and act like I got a gun, got a gun, got a gun. But the minute you pull that trigger, you're accountable. And she, what she did was, was reckless. And then the, the actual law didn't arrest her for four days yeah, four because days of the, went by. because of the, the, you know, they just, oh, stand your ground. We're not going to say nothing until Crump got involved. There you go. And now all of a sudden, once Crump gets in the picture, now people want to start acting like, oh, we should be paying attention to this. We don't want to be embarrassed and all because now mm-hmm. you got the white police forces protecting the white woman until Crump comes cool. in and Al Sharpton. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. an, it's an atrocity. And, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's, that's a shame. Yeah, I, I really believe they're just trying to extinct us. I, you know, like I say again, if more black folks register for a gun, we'll change them laws. So you may not have to own one, but register to have one. Yeah. Mm. But still, when we, even us, even us, when we pull that trigger, boy, whew, when that bullet comes out of that gun, damn, it could change your life. You know, but well, anyway. no name. I just want to add this to this, but I just mm-hmm. want to say, Kettle, to your point about black people need to go ahead and register with the guns. I just, I, I really believe that if more, if if black gun ownership numbers started really increasing, I think that the system would change, and they would have some kind of some kind of rule law procedure or some kind of crap that would still tilt everything to their favor because that's how they roll. They're not going to let us win at their game. 
So Mm -hmm. I just feel like, as usual, as soon as we figure out the rules of the game, they change the rules. Yeah, for sure. But it would make it interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, speaking of the South, I got another one for you. Mm. Black leaders are applauding the Supreme Court, clap, 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 ruling in a voting rights case. Now, this one was interesting because this is down in Alabama. Alabama. The Supreme Court shocked leaders in the black community after rendering a decision to defend the Voting Rights Act in a gerrymandering case in Alabama. Now, for those that are not familiar with gerrymandering, that has to do with changing the boundaries of what areas are considered a district, which has to do with where you can vote. So what these people, speaking of changing the rules, what these Republicans did in Alabama is they went and changed the boundaries so that the areas in Alabama where it usually would have been at least two voting districts that were predominantly black, they went and changed the boundaries so that there was only one voting district that was predominantly black. So when you look at the voting map in Alabama, it was red, 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 red all over the place and one little area that was blue Mm -hmm. because predominantly black was predominantly Democrat. So the folks in Alabama, black folks got together and went, this ain't right. So they raised up, kicked up enough dirt, and it ended up going to the Supreme Court. And the shock of all time, the Supreme Court said, y'all are right, this ain't right. And we're not going to allow it. So the Republicans were blown away, but the battle is not over. So the Democrats, basically the Congressional Black Caucus and all of the black uh, congressional folks are saying, don't, you know, start dancing and celebrating just yet. Yes, it's a victory, but take it with a grain of salt because the battle's not over. All the Supreme Court said is we're not going to allow you to go through with this gerrymandering that you tried to push. But what we are going to do is say, you're going to have to go back and redraw this. So even if they allow the two voting districts that are predominantly black, they still got other games up their sleeve. They can do things that make it harder for people to vote. They can change the times where people can vote. They can, you know, come up with all kind of other exactly, stuff exactly. to make it more difficult for rural, rural, and black people and people of color to get out and vote because that's the way they play the game. That's the whole South so thing. I just, even though, you know, this is a little victory. It's because they're thinking while we're sleeping. Of course. And they, But they're not really thinking that hard because they're not that intelligent. But we... We are so damn gullible, gullible, patronizing. Damn, when I see black folks patronizing white folks, that shit makes me sick sometimes. We just do so much shit. Hold the door. That's what happens. Oh, hi, let me help. Who's next? Are you next? And they point to the white person. You've been in that joint way ahead of them. And they point. We're just so patronizing is what I'll say. Well, and it's because that's how we were raised. We yeah. we have our mother's love. You know what I mean? It's built in. 
but we got to watch how we distribute that shit. That's the problem. And well, we just, the Supreme Court said it is illegal to engage in race-based gerrymandering. And, of course, it, may, it was clear that the Alabama legislature engaged in race-based gerrymandering. And, of course, they're not the only ones in the country who've done that, but mm-hmm. they're the ones that got called out on it this time around. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's going to be keeping an eye on them. But what was interesting is it was Justice uh, Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was going to say. Kavanaugh was Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. that's Trump's boy. Well, that's because his conscience, you know, he's, he's yeah. uh, you know. Brett Kavanaugh sided on the 5-4 to four vote mm-hmm. to say, yeah, this is not right. This right. is race-based gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. I think everybody probably fainted when, they, when he voted, but that's what yeah. happened, so. Yeah. We'll see how this goes down, but you know, like I said, don't don't pop the bottles just yet. Yeah. Because they still have other cards to play. Because Alabama has so many different facets. You have Mobile, oh, yeah. you have uh, Birmingham. Oh my God! And, and during the days of Martin Luther King, Mobile, Alabama, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Those two man. When I drive through Birmingham, I don't, I don't even. I rather pee in my pants than pull over. To go so you the didn't even hit the brake. I I drove to New Orleans quite a bit, and when you go through Pensacola, Florida, on Route 10 West, which goes to New Orleans, when you go past Pensacola and you Alabama's an hour away, and then Mississippi's an hour away from there, and then Louisiana's out, New Orleans an hour away from there, and when I leave Pensacola, I don't stop till I get to Mississippi, even though Mississippi is. Got his issues also, but mm. uh, the one port, one area that you go through, which is called Gulfport, Mississippi, is pretty cool. It's not bad at all. But Alabama, I will piss my, I will piss and shit my pants before <laughs> I pull over in Alabama. I will go straight to Mississippi. Okay. Anyway, that's just me. All right, gotcha. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> all right. I don't play that. I don't play that. I understand. Like Martin Luther King said, God has not yet turned his world over to Governor Wallace. Mm. Governor Wallace, Governor of Alabama back in the day. All right. He was rough. Anyway. All right. We're going to move on. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Kettle and the cocktail of the week. Week, week. On the other side of the break, it's the pajama party. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also at uh, com too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got in the studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come here and catch her stealing airtime. As you, you know, know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happened to show up well, again. Well, can y'all tell me what time? Oh, 9 o'clock, Eastern time, 8 o'clock, Mountain time, 7 o'clock, Central time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock, Western time. <laughs> West Coast time. Right, okay. right. Either way, so if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m. 
seven o'clock if you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. Seven o'clock. That's Central Time. Yeah, we got it all. Seven, seven o'clock, you're doing. Uh, okay, it's nine o'clock Eastern. Y'all do the math. Figure out where you are. Check your watch. Nine right. o'clock Eastern. Right, okay. Check us out. Nine o'clock Eastern standard time. Nine fifteen CP time, right? Yep, that's right. CP time, nine fifteen. There you go. All right. All right, Bartender. Hey. Bartender. Hey, that Mr. Love. Hey, come on, Mr. Love. Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes and my glasses are melting. Oh, jiggle. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the John Party One. You host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Oh, why, darling? Woo! It's time for Kettle and the cocktail of the week. Week, week. What you got for us this week, Kettle? I'm a little thirsty. What you got? Okay, I think you'll like this one. There's orange and cucumber mixed in this one. This one is. This is um, called Pim's Cup, P-I-M-M-S, Pim's Cup, a low-alcoholic cocktail with with show-stopping garnishes. It's a delicious summer staple for a reason. Uh, The Pim's Cup cocktail is named after its primary ingredient, which is Pim's number one, a gin-based liqueur with a warm, um, bittersweet flavor made uh, from a propriety blend of botanicals, citrus, and spices. So watch out. All right. Uh, the ingredients for this is one and a half ounces of Pim's number one, four and a half ounces of sparkling lemon soda, one navel orange, uh, one lemon, also three-fourths cup of firmly packed mint leaves, uh, one cucumber, and uh, about three cups of ice, and one apple, quartered, cored, and cut into thin slices. Hmm. So fill a, a column glass with ice cubes, line walls with orange, lemon, and cucumber slices. Add Pim's number one and lemon soda to column glass. Stir to bind and garnish with mint spray and apple slices. Yeah. Oh, that's your cocktail, Pim's cup. Ooh-wee. All right. That sounds good. <clears throat> sounds light. Now, if I add a little bit of extra here and there, would that be all right? Sure. Add some, some more gin if you like. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Cap. The cocktail of the week is brought to you by Kettle and our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment dot com, you know. Uh, and now it's time for Papa Didi. And what's poppin'? What's poppin'? What's poppin', Papa Didi? Or should I say, what's not poppin'? Let me tell you something. I've been hearing about this all week, and I really got to speak on it. And mind you, if you're a fan of this brother, I don't mean no disrespect to this brother. But this brother needs to check himself before he wrecks himself. Uh-oh. Okay? I'm talking about Cornell West. Uh-oh. All right. Cornell West. Now, let's say 10 years ago, 
Cornell West, I don't know if he's retired now, but he was a prominent uh, professor at Princeton University, mind you, which is right down the street from me in Trenton, the armpit of New Jersey. He was a professor in Princeton, New Jersey. Now, he was hanging out with your boy. What was the brother he used to do the talk shows and stuff? Uh, remember they were talking about Barack Obama? What was his name? Uh, oh, he got into Tavis a little Smiley? Tavis Smiley. Yeah, I remember. He got that. into a little sex scandal, so he kind of disappeared and shit in thin air. But Tavis Smiley had teamed up with uh, Cornell West, and they was beating up on Barack Obama. I'm like, damn, my brothers, damn. Now, Cornell West claimed that he's going to run as an independent person in the election. Okay. Now, the, the November election, the presidential election, okay? Just like your boy, what's that boy's name? Ralph uh, Ralph Bunch, or what was that guy? One, the guy that yeah, ran... Not Bunch. What's his not name? Bunch. Anyway, the guy that ran when George Bush was running against Al Nader. Gore. Nader. Nader. Mm-hmm. Nader, right. He ran as an independent when George Bush was running against Al Gore. And they had, remember the hanging chads when he had to count all the votes and everything? Yeah. That's because the race was close because Nader stole votes away from Al Gore and took the election and Bush won the election. Now, the same thing could happen with Trump, I mean with with Biden, if Cornell West gets in there. Now, what gets me is that, all right, Cornell West, Ten years ago, even five years ago, I respected you as a real prominent brother. But when you when you and Tavis Smiley started beating up on Barack Obama, I was saying to myself, what's wrong with you two motherfuckers? Okay? The first black president we got, you know what I mean? Sometimes we just got to vote for what we got, for what's out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Although it may seem shallow and all, but hell, that's all we got to work with. And plus, Barack wasn't bringing no bad stuff to the table. He was married to one woman, had two children. He ain't had a bunch of drama. He ain't like Donald Trump had. How many wives Trump had? I love count. How many kids he had? I don't know. How much trouble he done got his ass into? Many. How much shit he's up to? <laughs> how much crap he got going on? How many Aryan Nation KKK followers he got following his ass? How many people he ordered up to the Capitol to bust the windows and go in and go out? Barack ain't do none of that. But still, Tavis Smiley made it their business to team up with Cornell West to beat up on Barack Obama. Now, Cornell West, okay, one suit wearing, haircut needing, fucking beard trim needing motherfucker. No disrespect, my brother, but your appearance really accounts for your image. No disrespect to you, but the image you projecting, man, that shit getting real old, okay? And I'm an old brother myself, but damn, I at least know to change my shit every now and then. I mean, I wear all black every day if I was an undertaker putting motherfuckers in the ground and the place was called uh, com. But, you know, and I'm not picking on you, but I'm saying that, man, you got to understand the less of two evils. If you don't like Biden, don't take votes away from him by running as an independent and you could take somebody, you know, because you get in by those electoral, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. electoral college things like that. What if you steal about 10, 15 electoral college votes and, and, 
it's all Trump needs to or or DeSantis needs to edge out Biden because Cornell West was in there fucking taking votes. I mean, what you going to do Cornell West up against uh uh Kim over there in uh North Korea? What you going to do up against uh Putin up there in Russia? What you going to do against Iran, Iraq? All the other oppositions that we got going on that hates our guts and will bomb us at any given moment. What are you going to do? You was a professor at Princeton University. You ain't got that kind of experience. And no disrespect to you as my black brother. Okay? But, man, look, sometimes you got to step in it. You, you got to be able to step in the right stuff, man. You, you, I think you're, the illusions of your life or the craziness of your age is clouding your shit. Because you're stepping into stuff that's got... But then again, it could be the fact that Republicans could have paid the brother $5, $10 million to run and take votes. Who knows? Maybe he sold out. You don't know. How much did it cost to sell out? Everybody got a price, right? So maybe it slid him $10 million, $5 million saying, just run. We ain't going to tell nobody. Take the votes away from him. It was almost like Kanye West running. I mean, all that people out of nowhere running shit is a joke. You're wasting our time. You're wasting our money. You're wasting our effort. And as long as you're walking around with black skin, you really need to behave yourself, my brother. Because as black people, we're in a fucking trick bag as it is. So, my brother, go somewhere and sit your ass down. You and Tavis Smiley, go somewhere and smoke a cigar and watch the election with the rest of us and get the fuck out of the election with your crazy ass. That's all I got to say on that. Anyway. Talking the mic tonight. Oh, 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 All right, Father, I hear you. <laughs> I used to like Carnell West. I used to like him. I used to like him. Mm-hmm. My, 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 my. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Right. I ain't scared of you, the mic. Woo. That's what Bernie Mac said. I ain't scared. I ain't of you scared of you, mofos. I paraphrase. Anyway, yeah, you always do. <laughs> well, All right, we gonna lighten it up. Yeah, that was heavy, but I agree wholeheartedly. Cornell need to go sit down. For real. Of all. Go sit down. Oh, like, what oh. made you think you? Anyway. I thought you was a soul brother. Fuck you. <laughs> like, what made you think you gonna try to run the country? Come on, bro. Come on. Come on, man. What's that thing they do on ESPN? Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, got man. you got moss. You got moss. You Come got on, moss. man. <laughs> no disrespect to anybody likes Kanye West. I'm sure he's a nice brother. Cornell West. Cornell West. Yeah. Sure, he's a nice brother. He's an educated brother. He's yeah, a firm brother. Yeah, but he's straight brother. tripping right now. But you tripping, man. Come yeah. on, man. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, All right, we're going to lighten it up. Lighten it up. We're going to the weird news, although that was weird news, too. Yeah. But my weird news is coming out of Louisiana. We got a Louisiana pooch who set a Guinness Guinness World Record for the, what? For the largest tongue. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it comes to long, doggy tongues, a Labrador-German Shepherd mix is licking all the comers. Okay. 
Yeah, it sounded Wait sexual a minute. to my phone. It really does. <laughs> Look at all the cameras. Yeah, okay, Red Wine, with your freak ass. With your freak ass. I ain't trying to be freaky. That's yeah, what it says. Yeah, you are freaky. Licking all the cameras, yeah. I'm just reading what was provided to me. The dog's name is Zoe. It's a three-year-old canine from Metairie, Louisiana. Has just been declared the living dog with the largest tongue by the Guinness World Records. For the record, both literally and figuratively, Zoe's tongue measures a whopping five inches long, longer than a 12-ounce can of soda. (laughs) This is crazy. Zoe was only only six weeks old when she was adopted by Sadie and Drew Williams, but her tongue was titanic even back then. Sadie said Zoe's tongue was sticking out of her mouth in their very first picture. Drew said that the length of Zoe's tongue was most apparent after she had been playing outside and was slobbering all over the place. A vet measured Zoe's tongue last year, and after the dimensions were submitted to the Guinness World Records, her tongue was officially recognized as the largest on a living dog. In the process, Zoe beat out the previous living record holder, Bisbee, an English setter from Tucson, Arizona, who was awarded the title earlier this year. However, both Zoe and Bisbee will have to grow their tongues out a lot more if they want to claim the all-time world record previously held by Mochi, a St. Bernard in South Dakota. Mochi's tongue measures a whopping 7.3 inches before she died in October of 2021 at the age of 12. That's a whole lot of tongue. 7.3 inches. Okie dokie. Moving on. All right, we got got long tongue dogs, but we're going to keep it moving. All right, Kel. Um, I'm not even make the comment I was gonna make. I'm gonna leave it alone. Oh, feel free. Um, Go right ahead. It's Friday night. No, I, I was gonna say they they can lick their own ass for me. <laughs> there you go, and probably did. <laughs> oh boy. Mm. All right, okay. Kel, what you got? This one is a troll apartment in the middle of a Los Angeles bridge, listed two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Listen for one bedroom, one bathroom house in Los Angeles going viral, both for its $250,000 price tag in its unusual location, the middle of a bridge. Oh, boy. The um, Alhambra House, dubbed the Troll Apartment online, is located beneath the road and over the arch of a bridge overlooking the uh, Alhambra Wash. It's definitely the most neat listing I've ever had in my entire residential real estate career. <laughs> this is wow. what uh, Douglas Lee says. Um, the house features a rooftop patio, a fenced-in area adjacent to the street that runs over the bridge. Uh, there's a lot of uh, just unique interest. And instead of it being off-putting to people, it's actually come off as very unique Um he, Lee currently said the current owner purchased the house in 2005 with the intention of making it into a unique uh, getaway, but ended up only using the property for storage. Wow. <laughs> he said the house is 
in need of some repairs, including outlet upgrades, leak repairs, and about 3000 in mold abatement. Oh, they can get more than that. It's a fixer-upper for sure, and uh, one of only 11 properties in L.A. listed for $250,000 or less. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, wow. if you guys can purchase oh. it, what would you guys do with it? Sell it. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing I can do you with a resident that's in the middle. You said it's in the middle of a bridge or under a bridge? It's selling is under a bridge. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why they call it the troll apartment, like the the fairy tale about the troll under the bridge. Now I get it. Oh, okay. okay. I got you. Mm. Okay. Well, no, yeah. I would sell it. I can't imagine somebody's gonna buy that for two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, okay. I mean, in LA, that's that's considered cheap, so that's why. They said only 11 other properties sold for that, so. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. why it's the weird news. All right. Uh, Papa Didi, you're up next. Okay, this is this is interesting. This is happening in what's called uh, Cantonment, Florida. Now, imagine this little Florida sanctuary, okay, for pigs. Little baby pigs, 150 of them, okay? A sanctuary? A sanctuary. Now, they got these pigs so they can eat the irrigation and eat the grass and, you know, because pigs eat any any damn thing. But they were so cute, the 150 pigs, cute as hell, cute as hell. Okay, fast forward. You know the motherfuckers get big after a while, right? Anyway, not as cute. <laughs> all right. Now, officers had to round up hundreds of pigs. Now, I'll tell you, it was 150 from the beginning, but they didn't have babies and shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, officers had to round up hundreds of pigs from overwhelmed farmer and animal sanctuary. All right? This happened in Continent, Florida. I thought I knew every damn town in Florida, but I tell you, only I never one heard more. of that one. Yeah, Continent, Florida. Animal control officers round up more than 600 pigs from an annual animal sanctuary in Florida after they overwhelmed the owner's call for help. They, over, they, they just okay. Now it took nearly four days for officers oh, gosh. in this county to capture so many pigs off of eight acres. Mm-hmm. All right. The property used by a loving uh, sweetest-type sanctuary where the pigs would go around, they'd feed them, and they'd go eat the grass and all the stuff that was, you know, keep it good. But they became big, fat, and ugly and crazy, and they accumulated and out of to 600, okay? Last year, the sanctuary had about 150 miniature pigs mm-hmm. that it owned, and they were using them to remove, you know, stuff like grass and different irrigation you know, in the panhandle community, in the panhandle community of, uh, like I said, uh, Continent, okay. which is the Pens- in the Pensacola area. Okay, so the pigs proved to be, you know, really, really good, good creatures to keep everything in perspective. But their population has grown so large that the sanctuary operator called his agency last week to say, "I can't take it anymore." <laughs> 
He said, we done went from 150 little miniature pigs to 500 big fat ass pigs and we're out of control. Okay, so they called animal control, and they were trying to round up these pigs. Now, mind you, when animal control comes around, now you—I don't know if you've been down south at all. I, I was raised down in uh, Myrtle Beach, on the countryside of Florence. Okay, and and man, I'm gonna tell you, we had a couple pigs on that farm. Pigs get big as hell. We would take the garbage out to them. Eat, you get done eating watermelons. I was maybe 13, 14 years old. We would just throw the damn watermelon at the pig and smack him in the ass with it and he's standing in the mud as it is, he would turn around and dip down in the mud and get the watermelon rime and eat it mud and all. Yeah. Mud and all. Okay? <laughs> Which is why I don't eat pork today. Anyway, <laughs> now mind you, the animal control only had but so many trucks that only held but so many pigs. So they played hell for four days trying to round up. They can only fit about two or three pigs in each truck because pigs, the pigs wore about 400 pounds apiece. Okay, so they, they lost their mind trying to they finally round them up, and it was just it was just a complete mess. How, but, but you have to stay, understand that uh, any animal, people, anything else grows, okay? It grows. You can't have 150 cute-ass pigs. And they all mating and all that. And next thing you know, you got 500 big fat-ass pigs. You did do nothing to control the population. You know, like they say on the prices, right? Have your dog or cat spayed or neutered. They need to, they need to, watch, they need to watch Bob Barker and see what he said about having shit spayed or neutered. No, they let these pigs fuck all day and night and turn 150 pigs into 500. Anyway, that's the end of that weird ass story. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. So they did finally get them all. Yeah, but they had to use all the resources that the that animal control had, all the trucks, all the everything. Big fat ass pigs. Five hundred. I wonder what are they gonna do with them? Probably take them to mark to the slaughterhouse. Oh, that's what you need to make bacon out of their ass. <laughs> Fuck them. Kill them. Fuck them. Okay. Stop making them <laughs> like parents with their children. They're not your friend. <laughs> Eat them. Oh, God. You got pig Stop feet. Them. That's you got chitlins. You got bacon. Pig feet. What else pigs put out? Oh, God. I mean, everybody. Baby bag ribs. People eat ribs on a pig. Pig ribs. People eat pork ribs. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't, but people eat pork ribs. Okay. I don't mess around, but you say so. I'm saying it's baby bag ribs, there's sausage, hot dogs. What else do they Wait, make out of pork? Hot dogs come from the pig. Yeah, pork hot dogs. Yeah. What, what did that dude say in that movie? From the rooter to the tutor. Yeah. <laughs> they gonna make something out of everything. Pig feet. Pig yeah, ears. pig feet, the ears, the snout, all that stuff. Tail. Damn. Yeah. Kettle nose. Kevin, yeah. what else they going to make out of that shit? <laughs> Damn, that's cool. Kevin, no, Kevin, Y'all sound like Forrest Gump. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Okay. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back on the other side of the break with I'm Just Saying. 
So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and the Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Stops and Cranberry Juice. And one of my favorites, huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the California Orange Vodka, Lime Juice, and Ginger Beer. There are so many to choose from on the Welcome back to the John Party One Hills Pop the EM here with Kevin. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, um, we're going to turn it over to Red Wine what I'm just saying. Take away, Red Wine. Thank you so much. You know, this may not be a popular topic, but I'm going to talk about it anyhow. Uh, I'm just saying, this, this is all about what I call cooning for coins. And I'm sure people have heard that term, coon, cooning, you know, acting a fool just to get your money, cooning for coins. So a few weeks ago, I saw this commercial on TV, right? It was two young adult black actors, and it really disturbed me because, well, first, let me just say, I do have family in the entertainment industry, and I'm all for, you know, booking a gig, securing a bag, all of that. However... However, I just feel like there's got to be a line drawn that says that our people, black people, will not take TV or movie gigs where you end up cooning for coins. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm happy that these folks in this commercial I saw are going to get paid because it's black folks. They're going to get paid. They're going to make their residual money every time the commercial runs. But, I mean, really? Why are you up here cooning for coins? Now, I'm not going to give free advertising to the company that was, you know, putting their product out there. But I will tell you that it was, they were selling beef chili in a can. Now, the young man and the young woman are literally cooning for coins in this commercial. They got a hot dog that's floating in midair, and, oh, Lord have mercy. The the woman is, like, doing this break dance kind of thing and skinning and grinning the whole time with the chili in a can, of all things. Chili in a can? How many black people actually eat chili out of a can? 
even if you can't hardly cook, you can usually put together some chili. But then the brother that's in the commercial, he's up here doing like a breakdance wave kind of thing with his arms. And then they add some special effects to make his arms long and rubbery to just exaggerate the whole move that he's doing. And he's cooning and grinning and skinning and, oh, my gosh, all of this over a can of chili. That stuff probably tastes like dog food. But anyway, I'm just saying, between all of the grinning and the dancing between the two of them, it just takes me back to black folks cooning for the colonizers, for masters, sitting up on the porch, telling the people out in the field, working for free. I don't even want to use the term slaves. I'm going to say the people working in the field for free. When the master would say, give me a little dance, give me a little song. And the people working for free knew, oh, if master wants you to sing and dance for him, you got to look happy. So they would show every tooth in their head, and they would be dancing and twisting and singing and clapping and doing the whole shebang just to entertain the colonizer. And I'm just saying, that to me is what I see when I saw that commercial. I was so disgusted by it. And I just, it it was an atrocity. And I just felt like it, it was just too much for me to bear. And then near the end of the commercial, the young woman, who is very uh, athletic, I'll say, she is on her stomach, and then she arches her back and brings her feet in front of her face so her body is like backwards arched. And she's still skinning and grinning the whole time over this freaking chili in a can. And the brother over there with the long, exaggerated, uh, elastic arms, and they're just, just what my grandmother used to call bucking. That's what my grandmother used to call when we would be dancing. They, she would say, you're just bucking. They were just carrying on over this chili in a can. And it just seemed embarrassing that black people get reduced to stuff like that. Because when I look at some of these commercials where I see white people dancing in a commercial, they're not doing the most embarrassing of moves. You know, they'll be doing a little two-step, a little, you know, a little something shuffle, but it doesn't seem embarrassing. To me, this was embarrassing. It was too much. It was cooning for coins, and I, for one, am sick of it. I just wish our people would be a little more discriminating with the type of roles that you take. If you're working in the industry and you're going out auditioning for stuff, when you find out that this is what they want you to do, sometimes you just have to say, nah, I'm not going to do that. Or if you say, hey, I can play it this way or I can do it like that, And if that director says, no, we want you to get up there and grin and be happy and do all this, you need to sometimes just say, no, Uh, no, that's beneath my dignity. I'm not going to do that. Because if enough people would start standing up and saying no, maybe we wouldn't see people, our people, on TV cooning for coins. Cooning for coins. I mean, come on. Enough is enough. I'm just saying, it was just it was just a bit much for me. 
and I, maybe I'm just on my own on this, but these things just strike a chord in in my nervous system when I see it, and I'm gonna call it out whenever I see it. I remember there was a Cottonelle commercial for Cottonelle toilet paper years ago, where they specifically had this black woman with crazy looking hair, and they asked her about how soft was the Cottonelle. And this woman said, it feels just like cotton. And I wanted to throw up. I could not believe that this kind of crap was on TV. I'm like, come on. How how long are we going to keep getting thrown backwards? Let's move forward. There's too many educated black people that are working in this industry of entertainment. We can do better. We should demand better. We're not going to get better until we demand better. So I'm just saying, take a stand. No more cooning for coins. Enough with that. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, you don't have to do it. Demand better. Stand up for your dignity and stop cooning for coins. That's all I'm saying. All right, that was a good one. All right, stop cooning for coins. It's, it's just a lot. And it just it just vexes my spirit when I see people just reduced to that. You know, I'm like the only thing that you mm-hmm. didn't do was put on the black face and do a little shuffle dance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just too much. Patronizing. We can do better. But okay, we'll keep it moving. What are we doing? We don't take a break. You want to take a break? Yeah, we can take a little break and I'll come back with a. Living for the city. All right. Let's do that. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with Papa Didi and Living for the City on the Pajama Party Show. What's your opinion? We want to know on the Late Night Adult Pajama Party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306. 4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. Hi, right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One here is Papa GDM here with Kevin. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for Papa Didi and Living for the City. What's happening in the city, Papa D? Hmm. You know, I want to I want to stay on the same premise that you was on about uh, cooning and stuff like that, which goes to show that um, if you're wondering why Ron DeSantos doesn't want different books and things like that in their libraries and all that jazz, what what gets me about most white folks today is that. They they know that they live under the end results of the Civil War, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, 
The Civil War was a war between the North and the South, all right? The North was free slaves that they gave guns to and told them to fight the South. Now, the North wore blue, the South wore gray, all right? If you're confused about what color was what, you want to figure out what it's about, look at the movie with Denzel Washington, Glory. Okay? Yeah, that was a good movie. And you'll see what, uh, although he should have won, won an Oscar for Malcolm X as opposed Agreed. to Glory. But, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, doesn't want the modern-day kids today to read any kind of books that have anything to do with slavery or anything because they want the world to be just as phony as we see it today. I mean, we can respect the hell out of the Holocaust and the whole the whole Jewish situation that, that they promote completely, which, which rightly so they should because it was a massacre and they should always never let people forget how their people were tortured and uh, enslaved and, and what have you. But for some reason, people want to act like the slavery thing was just a casual thing, like we were servers in a fucking restaurant instead of working for free and getting our backs whipped and getting hung and all kind of shit and women getting raped and all kind of stuff and not to mention the whole sexual aspect of it all that's not even spoke on. Nobody even speaks on that, how the white slave just went in and got his little groove on on all the black slave women and all that jazz. So, But they don't want, they want, don't want nobody to see that. But how do you hide a whole history from people? How do you think you're going to protect these little white children by when they go in the library, they seeing basic stuff? And then you want to get deeper and claim something has a gay overtone or something like that. Oh, no, that book is too gay. Or that. It's like, well, damn, you're really working hard to stop people from seeing what the truth is, you know? You really can bust your ass trying to hold stuff back from people. But you got to understand what's done in the dark comes to the light, right? No matter how you try to hide it, how many people try to be discreet? Look at Tiger Woods. He was messing with 10, 15 women, right? When his wife caught him, she struck him in the back of one of them golf clubs, and she hit that one spine in the right place, and the brother was never able to play golf again. He's so rich as hell and all that jazz, but... Every time you hear about Tiger Woods, there's some negative stuff that's got to do with aches, pain. Then he had a car accident where he went into a ditch and flipped over three times because the brother did some shit in the dark, thinking it wasn't going to come to the light, you know? And that's just the way life is. Life is, you know, the one thing you got to be concerned about life is what the consequences are going to be of your actions. Before you do stupid shit, figure out what's going to happen on the back end if I do this dumb shit. And another thing, if you're a person of a certain age, you should learn not to make the same mistakes twice. That's when you're really fucking up. Okay? Once you did some dumb shit with life and relationships and bills or whatever you fucked up, car getting repossessed or whatever you did that was horrible. Man, when you turn a certain age, don't do that shit again. Because that's just called double jeopardy. You know what I mean? And you'll have to be fucked up again. Twice as bad, twice as hard. But getting back with the DeSantos in Florida, 
all this stuff about watching what books is in the library. This can't come out. They talking about gay stuff. No, we don't want nobody doing drag with this and that. What the hell? You know what I mean? People need to see different flavors in life. People need to see different things. You know, life is about different shit. But no, they want to keep everything what they deem normal. When I see DeSantis and his little perfect trophy little skinny wife, like life is so good for him and all this jazz, it's because he done probably fucked up so much that now he ain't got no choice but to love his wife. You know what I mean? Because he done fucked up so much that, hell, he ain't got no choice, like I said. But, but you know, it's just it's just so interesting today when we look at the world and what people don't want people to see, what they want our, we don't want our young black children to see. Libraries are being so restricted with all kinds. you got authors that are coming out with books that aren't allowed to put their books in certain libraries in certain areas of the world. It's, it's so sad because a book don't come and smack you in the face, you know. When a book is in the library, you got to go pull it off the shelf. And open it up. It ain't got legs. When you walk in the library, the book ain't going to strangle you and say, read me, read me, read me. You got to pick up the book and you got to have something that's going to lead you to the book. And sometimes you can read that book and you can just open up a world. I remember in the books I used to like to see in the library was a book that showed the different anatomies of your body where it had these little clear pages. And you put the page down and it showed your, your 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 actual the body, and then you put another page. It shows the bones. Next page showed the lungs and everything. There were clear pages that you put down the book, and every time you put the little clear page on top of the solid page, it showed different things: the heart. And then you could take it back, take off the page, and put the heart and the lungs in. Go all the way back, and it shows the skeleton again. And you put the pages back. That book was out of sight because it was an anatomy book that showed everything. It wasn't provocative and all. You look and see, damn, where the heart is, where the lungs is, where the intestines was. I wasn't looking for the dick or the fucking vagina. I'm looking for the lungs and the heart and the chest and the, the all the other shit. But everybody thinks everything they got to do with nudity you got to do with sex. Give me a fucking break. Damn. You could be butt-ass naked and not fucking. You know, it's just it's amazing. Anyway, I'm leaving it at that. Okay. Good point. Good point. <clears throat> yeah, okay. I remember I remember going to the school libraries, and there were so many different books we could choose from. Mm-hmm. And then they would do those... Um, I forgot what they called it, but it was like when you could buy books, they would have companies that would come to the school and they would send a notice home and let the parents know if you want to send money, there's mm-hmm. going to be a book book fair. That's what it was. They had the book fair, and we could go through and buy certain books, you know, that were brand new books. That It was great. I remember all of that, and now all of that stuff is – they claim they don't want you to learn something. They call you too woke. Oh, you're too oh, woke. Yeah. You're too woke. Yeah, once they put the woke label on it, they they got to get rid of it. They want our little black children in Florida to stay stupid as hell, which is convenient for them. I can go on and on. What's the young sister that um, the teen poet laureate that read the poem for Biden's inauguration? Amanda. Her name is, isn't it Amanda something? I can't think of her last name, but she her book was banned. 
the piece that she read from Biden's inauguration Mm -hmm. because one white woman said she had a problem with it. And then come to find out this white woman hadn't even read the book. They want everything to stay the same. But you just thought because it was a black female that wrote they don't it, want nobody, they don't want you automatically to assumed, oh, this is going to be a problem. And that book ended up banned. Well, they banned it hmm. from the elementary school and moved it up to say, well, this can only be read once you get to a middle school and higher level. These white kids are going to read it eventually. So. Her last name was Gorman, Amanda Gorman. Gorman, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you know, it's crazy the way that they're going after stuff. They're, they're going, going after going to get it anybody eventually. that's an LGBTQ author, black authors, um, anything that mentions like Black Panthers, slavery, uh, mm-hmm. if it's sexual, if it's gay, if they don't, it's, they don't want them to see if the truth. Trans, if it's any of those things, they they're them, like, no. We they don't think want that they're going to see the world exactly how they're presenting it to them. And that is so far from the truth because let me tell you something. When I was in the Navy over in Europe, you know where we went and partied and hung out? Everywhere the Navy told us to stay away from. <laughs> They would say, don't go to the piano bar. Don't go to Mama Rosa's whorehouse. Don't go to Mama Sita's restaurant. That's where we went. We went to the piano bar. We went to Mama Rosa's whorehouse. We went to Mama Sita's restaurant. We went everywhere the Navy told us to stay away from. That's just human nature. You go yeah, where well. somebody say, don't don't go to. Anyway. But you know what? I, right. I, I figured it out. Why, you know, they don't want all this in the schools. Because they're trying to raise some little ones just like them. That's why. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they are the future. They're trying to raise them just like they were raised. Narrow minded. Yeah. So basically, they want to maintain the status And that's what they're going to do. Because if, if they're going to end up being all Karens or all Bobs or whatever, and once they mm-hmm. go to another country or um, go to college, um, you know, they're not going to be able to deal with other races or, or, or be able to deal with it. They're not going to know how to, um, you know, adapt. They just won't. So, like yeah. I said, they're raising them, like you said, to maintain the status quo. They say, this is yeah. how we do. This is yeah. what we think. Yeah. This is how we yeah. operate. And this is how we feel and about we black people. And we want to pass it on to you so you can think and mm-hmm. act and do like we do. And that's yeah. pathetic. Yeah. Let people have their yeah, own mind. And treat black people mm-hmm. like we did. Yeah, but people need to have their own mind. Oh, they'll get their head on mind. But you know what's funny to me is that you can try to hide the books and do all of that, but people are still going to find information. They're going to get the information one way or the other. If you just turn on the television, I tell you, stuff is right there in front of your face. So whether you read it in a book, whether you hear it in a song, they're going to get it. Whether you see it on television and a movie. It's going to be presented to them in some shape or form. So all of this book ban and stuff, you're not accomplishing anything. And like you just said about the Navy, all that's going to do is make kids want to know, what is in this book that you don't want me to know? That's right. Whatever you tell people not to do, they're going to do the opposite. So based on that, I say, yeah, keep on banning stuff. Because everything that's been on the ban list, the sales are going through the roof. 
people are going out buying them just for the sake of saying, I want it because you don't want me to have it. So I'm all with the rebels, but all right, we're going to keep it moving. Keep it moving. Hollywood wrap-up. Are we ready or are we going to take a break first? Let's take a little short CC. All right, we'll do that, and then we're coming back on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show with the Hollywood wrap-up. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party, www.apajamaparty.com, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it, too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? Hi, welcome back to the John Point. One Hills Papa DM here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for Kettle and the Hollywood wrap up. And let's get it going. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. Take it away, take it away. Let's go to Hollywood. Oh, okay. Well, I might need some help from uh, Red Wine on this one. I think I believe Uh-oh. her name is Jean Ioko. Oh, Janae Ioko. I know who you're talking about. Janae Ioko. Okay, Janae Ioko. All right. Everybody knows her. She's an American singer and songwriter in her career, um, contributing vocals and appearing in music videos for R&B groups, the um, B2Ks. Well, she's in the news, Hollywood news. She is expanding her uh, discography and wellness portfolio with the release of Sleep Soul, relaxing R&B baby sleep music. This is volume three. The album consists of 20... Soothing tracks crafted to inspire and maintain a good night's sleep. Oh, okay. Well, Sleep Soul uses R&B medleys and uh, down-tempo rhythms to create a pacifying music for babies. Hmm, who knew? Hmm. Okay, uh-huh. I'm down for it. Interesting, interesting genre. You, what you, you need that to go to sleep uh, real well? <laughs> I mean, but I'm thinking that's good for kids. You know, if you want to have, because I'll tell you that uh, sometimes, you know, for little ones, people will play Mm -hmm. like lullabies and, you know, not to sound racist, but it's all those little white lullabies. But if somebody has like (laughs) R&B music that will help to relax kids, I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's hopefully they won't ban those. Yeah, hopefully they won't ban that, but anyway. All right. Also, um, Tupac Shakur, known um, best as Tupac, uh, received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 
The honor comes nearly 27 years after his death. The ceremony took place on uh, this past Wednesday, and Shakur's uh, sister, uh, Seth uh, Shakur, uh, accepted the honor on his behalf. Interesting. I guess she's the only known survivor. I'm not sure if his mom has passed or not. I think she has. But, uh, yeah. Did she? I don't know. Yeah. Well, kudos for uh, him. Finally, after 27 years. Wow. Mm. Um, also, um, the cast member from Blackish, uh, Yari Shahidi, um, she's cast as, as Tinkerbell in the Peter Pan and Wendy. It's causing a ton of controversy. As we talked about uh, Halle Bailey and the Little Mermaid also, but not in the way you expect. The backlash started earlier this week after Disney released the official trailer for its upcoming live-action remake of Peter Pan, which stars uh, the blackest actress in the iconic uh, pixie sidekick. As expected, though, her casting was met with the same races, as I said, Halle Bailey, uh, with bigots claiming that Tinkerbell was supposed to be white while complaining about another Disney woke fiasco. Uh, they said the studio's decision to go with uh, Shahidi also ended up upsetting plenty of people of color, most of whom took issues with Disney's um, pattern of simply recycling old material and giving it uh, a non-white actor. So Disney can't win, I see. So, you know, whites are complaining that uh, the characters of color and People of color complaining, you're recycling material. So what are you going to do? But, you know, the numbers speak for itself. That's what I say. Um, also in the news, I haven't heard his name in a while, John Amos. Good time star John Amos has reportedly spoken out about his daughter, claimed he was hospitalized and suffering from, quote, unquote, elbow abuse. Um, this past Thursday, the actor's daughter, Shannon Amos, said she received a distressing call from her father last month, notifying her that he had been hospitalized in Memphis. Uh, Shannon added that within the last week, her family has learned that John, uh, quote, unquote, had fallen victim to older abuse and financial exploitation. His home has been um, violated and stripped of anything valuable. The daughter didn't disclose exactly um, the details of what happened or who was involved besides an unidentified caregiver. She claimed the family was um, working with the police uh, in Colorado. Uh, their wow. investigation. So, um, I, I, I don't know. This is just a strange story. I so, hope that turns out not to be accurate. Uh, you and me both. I hope not. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, also, um, uh, Dion Cole, he's in a new uh, movie on BET Plus called Average Joe. Dion Cole delivers a stellar performance in a twisted yet hilarious story that hits uh, way above average. Um, you know, Dion Cole, he, he, he mostly does comedy. And he does right. the, um, the Irish Spring commercials as well. Um, so uh, this premieres um, uh, the end of June, June 26th. Uh, so you guys have to check out the trailer. So uh, this is called uh, Average Joe. 
Is it Irish Spring or is it uh, Old Spice? I'm mixing them up. It's Irish oh, Spring. Oh, Old Spice. You're right. Old Spice. Old Spice? The, the one You're that right. his Old wife Spice. wants to use it too. Is that yes. him? Yes. Dion Cole, that's him. Yeah. So check out Average Joe. He's been new. Um, oh. I haven't heard his name in a while. Cooper Gooding Jr. He settled a 2020 rape lawsuit uh, minutes before trial was set to begin. His Jane Doe accuser, she wasn't named, sued the actor for $6 million over significant emotional distress. Uh, nearly a decade after being accused of rape, uh, Cuba Gooding has settled with his alleged victim. Um, according to the um, legal documents obtained by people, calendar entry in the official court record listed trial off and reason for cancellation. The parties have been resolved the matter. Okay. So in 2020, the 55-year-old Hollywood star uh, was hit with a $6 million lawsuit. The woman was not named. Uh, he, she claimed in 2013 the actor baited her into going to his Manhattan hotel room by saying he had to change his clothes before reportedly attacking her. Oh, wow. And oh, so that he um, blocked the door, pushed her into the bed, and uh, that's what he was supposed to pray for so she was getting for legal counsel for the victim, sought out $2 million in compensatory damages and $4 million in punitive damages for the quote-unquote significant emotional distress. Um, and that's not the first time he's had problems with um, some women in 2018 and 2019 um, in a nightclub. So, cool, but get, get your pants and get your, you know, your stuff in your pants, man. Come on. Yeah, calm it down. Yeah. Uh, the well-known Big Frida has a new show, The Viral Moment with Slim Thug and Pronoun. The Big Frida Means Business premieres tonight. Uh, oh. And Big Frida, uh, you know, she does the um, voice um, uh, for Beyonce on, on her um, latest album. Um is the true trailblazer who has brought New Orleans bounce music to the forefront. Um, like I said, a premiere of the night, Queen of Bounce is taking her talent to the next level. She also is opening a hotel in New Orleans. Um, she started a cannabis company and eyeline, um, eyeglasses as well. Um, she's rocking and rolling. Hey, kudos to her. Okay. Him, her, um, let, let me get it right. <laughs> Um, okay. And what else I got? What else I got? That's my Hollywood wrap-up. I'm going to keep it short and sweet tonight. Okay. Oh, that was good okay. stuff. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget the, um, the Capital um, Pride Parade is tomorrow from 11 to 7.30. Capital Pride Washington is also 2 to 11 as well. So this is the Pride weekend, so okay. Hey, let's check out some pride things. We see pride. We're gonna represent. So that's what's up. I I wanted to go back to the story you mentioned about uh, Yahara. I never get her name right. Shahidi mm-hmm. Yahara Shahidi. Uh, she's gonna be playing Tinkerbell in a live Disney. Uh, whatever production of Peter Pan or something. Peter Pan right. and Wendy. Is, is that what it was? Right, right. 
So she's a little character. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, people are tripping. Those those racist <laughs> people are tripping yeah. like they did over uh, Hallie. Hallie. Uh, Bailey. I forgot her name. Bailey. Thank you. Bailey. Hallie mm-hmm. Bailey being Ariel, the Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm starting to wonder, like, is Disney just determined to just go this route and just replace typical white characters with black characters, or should the answer be, why not just do it like The Wiz? Remember the production of The Wiz? Mm-hmm. It was right. a complete black version of The Wizard of Oz right. redone, you know, not just change right. all the characters, but new songs, new new everything. The the basic storyline remained the same, but I'm just but thinking, you know, like, at you this know point, what? why not just do that? I think the problem is there's probably white writers writing for them, and Disney said, okay, we're just going to change the characters, same story. So you have to bring yeah. in some probably some black writers to to do it. So yeah. that answers your question. But but I understand why the blacks are upset because it's like okay, this is the white folks version. Why are we putting her in there? Um, you just remaking the old thing. So like you said, let's put a new spin on it. it makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm saying instead of just trying to swap out a, a white character right. with a black character and checking a box and calling it diversity and inclusion, how about you just revamp the whole production and do an all-black cast? Because then, mm-hmm. well, I won't say nobody will be squawking, but at least that would calm down some of the stuff, and then that gives an mm-hmm. opportunity for hopefully new writers, new choreographers. Right. You know, you open mm-hmm. up the door. If the point is equity and inclusion and diversity, well, then how about mm-hmm. instead of cracking the door, you bust the door wide open and say, let's make it a whole new show, just like the way The Wiz mm-hmm. was. The Riz was, the right. Wiz that's, was that's totally when you need some new writing. But yeah, if you, if you saying, look at this cast, story, I'm looking at this cast online, the whole story. cast is white. Yeah. He's the only black person on the cast. So, you know, like they just replaced her. That's all. And and I can understand both parts. So like you just said, just reimagine it. They just need new writers. Somebody needs to knock yeah. on Disney's door and say, look, I need to, you know, get some black writers up in here and just change it completely. Or it shouldn't be under the umbrella of Disney. Maybe that's not, you know, who whose umbrella should be under. Maybe someone else. That's a good point. Well, Disney owns those stories. So unless you're going to pay them for the rights, you know, that's a whole nother issue. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, if since Disney owns the rights to the story, but you if you want to do you it, to be then a just start over. Story. Do you think the people that from the Wiz had to, had, to, had to check with the Wizard of Oz if this is a completely different story? Right. Same basis, same premise, but it's a wholly different story, like you said. So, yeah, right. You know, there's a thin line there. Right. So. Well, all right, we're going to let it go. But yeah. I was just making a point, and I'm glad you all agree. So, right. anyway, we're going to move on with the... should be a whale, the and the whale should be Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, my God. Anyway. We're going to move on with the kissing list. 
Papa Didi, kiss can you list. tell everybody about the Kiss It List? Kiss It List people to show their butt hiney, and we honor them uh, for being jerk-offs. The uh, first one will be uh, your boy, 45. Okay, just for everything. For being indicted again. Charlie Weasel's out of this move. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for all of the stuff he always does in Florida. Uh, Don't forget about your boy, uh, Cornell West. Cornell West, yeah. For thinking he's going to run for president. Like, dude, sit down. Just going to take votes away from Biden. Because as an independent, you can run. As you run as a Democrat, you've got to win the primary. Right. As an independent, you can run and come on. But like you said, he's still going to steal votes no matter what. Uh, Also, the woman who shot and killed the black woman in Florida, what was her name again? Susan something, Loretz. We're going to put her on the kiss it list Mm -hmm. because her racist behavior, that that needs to be dealt with. And the police force, it took four days to arrest her. Yeah, true that. Uh, let's see. I want oh Marjorie Taylor Green. Got to keep her on the kiss it list. Uh, anybody else? Lindsey Graham. Yeah, Lindsey Graham. Oh, and the speaker. Uh, what's his name? Kevin uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Of course. All of that kissing Trumps behind that he does. Let's see. Anybody else? That's it. We got a short list tonight. Usual suspects. Yeah, all the usual suspects. Anybody else, Kettle? No, we covered everybody. Mm-hmm. And that pig farm in oh, Florida Disney. for being Maybe so let's put Disney on oh, the for this That's program. A good one. Disney. Yeah. And Papa Didi said the pig farm, letting it get out of truck control, the pig farmer. Yeah, the pig farm, they had all those 150 pigs. Five years later, didn't think it would be 500 pigs. Like, the pigs wouldn't be making babies. Yeah. Anyway. And I'm going to say, the actors that are cooning for coins, I'm going to put you on the kiss it list. Y'all need to do better. Uh, All right. That's everybody for this week. We have a special prize for everybody on this week's kiss it list. And here it is. Kiss my entire All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. We're down to the last word. And what's your last word, Papa D? My last word is um, I'm just waiting to see what happens with this so-called indictment. I don't think everybody's just so scared of Trump. 
they hype it up and hype it up, but they realize he's got 74 million racist mofos behind him, and white folks are scared to death of him, you know? And I just think that um, your boy West should really consider getting out of the election. Uh, Cornell West. Cornell West, man. Come on. I don't know what inspired you to act like you want to get in politics, brother, but you way out of your league, man. No disrespect to you. Keep on being a, you know, soul brother number one. That's cool, but President of the United States, nigga, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Please. All righty. Well, my last word is to those in the entertainment industry, pick and choose carefully the roles that you accept. Don't do things that will demean you as a person. That, that's really all I can say. Pick and choose. Everything isn't good. Just because they're paying you doesn't mean it's good. Mm-hmm. So, pick and choose. Don't be out here cooning for coins. Cooning for coins. That's my last word. Cattle, what's your last word? Cooning for coins. You guys just some good ones tonight. I have to give y'all kudos for that. Um, let me see. Hmm. I guess my last word is, I guess we have to continue to stay woke ourselves, <laughs> you know, um, so we won't be extinguished, um, and that's how I feel like we're becoming. Um, like I said, these, these gun laws need to change, and like I said, maybe more black need to register for a gun that might help change some laws. It's unfortunate, but, you know, it's always black and white laws, as we always say, but, uh, yeah. It's just black folks, they won't. Stay out of the way of those guns. Just, just don't even go towards confrontation. Just avoid confrontation at, at every means. Amen. That's my life. Preserve your life. That's a good one, Kev. There you go. There you All go. right. Well, we thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, happy belated birthday to Lynette Tichelle. And shout out to the cast and crew of Angie's Cure, which will be premiering in Los Angeles at the Grauman, I don't know if they still call it that, Chinese Theater, in Los Angeles on, uh, I believe it's the 27th of June, coming up in a couple of weeks, so shout out to them. And uh, that's about it. We're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. That's a Corey Grant production, huh? It is. Actually, Lynette Tichelle was a producer on that one. Corey Grant is a director on that one. Okay. So, yes. All right. Say goodnight, Papa D. Goodnight, everybody. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. All right. Say goodnight, Kevin. Good night, and thanks for the call and the comments. Appreciate that. All right, and good night, everybody. Adios, arrivederci. Peace. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. Deuces. Deuces. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night.
Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh,